already. Um, episode number 16 actually turned into two episodes. Um, it's a beautiful story. Just enjoy. You'll totally get it. And we'll see you on the other side. Hello, and welcome to episode number 16 of season three of Empowered Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michael Abney. And, and I am Marilyn Egan. And and here we are again, <laughs> number 16, seems unbelievable. But like we said earlier, I simply look forward to these every day that I get up that I know I'm coming here. It's so exciting, and I get excited about the people that we are having as guests today. Yes, all these wonderful people in our community that... Yes, they're they're amazing. Connecting. Right here yes. in St. Louis, right. we are very blessed to have. And I'm I assert that they're in your community wherever you're listening to. Right, they're in your community too. We're everywhere, but it's just this uh, it's this reunion or coming together that is um, amazing to be a part of. Right, and yeah, so it continues today. And whatever happens here happens it's everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> so so today uh, we have a very special guest, Meg Berry. And Meg, I'm actually going to let you start by just telling a little bit of your story of how you started on this journey and and how this serves our community. Sure, sure. Well, thank you first of all for having me here today. Uh, it's a real honor and lovely that uh, we're recording this right before Thanksgiving, so yes. that's that's uh, really sweet and really wonderful. But um, a, I, a little bit of background for me is um, I think one one of the things I like to start with is just um, you know with my background, I had what people would call a spiritually transformative experience at the age of twenty one. I'm fifty two now. Yeah. So about 31 years ago. And um, I, I would say that I was um, just a normal, grew up in a Catholic faith community, family, great childhood, things like that. Um, and I had this transformative experience, which then, like many others, opened me um, to what I would call other intuitive experiences. So this is something that was not in my wheelhouse. Um, and had, did not know anything about those those things, um, although my family was quite spiritual. And it was a little frightening for my family. I was the youngest of seven kids and things like that. So I kind of kept it low. But after that, I um, I got married, had children, things like that. And so it was part of our family's life, like my kids and my husband. They were all aware that I would have these experiences, so intuitive experiences. Um, they came through more like, um, you know, visions, um, some clairvoyance, clairaudience. And I'm, I'm saying this because it would happen, I would say, maybe six, seven times a year. I'd have some sort of, you know, either mediumship experience or something like that. Yeah. So um, if you fast forward to uh, February of 2017, I was uh, the co-owner of a local inspirational uh, boutique and gathering place, um, you know, dedicated to kind of spirituality, but also just inspirational well-being, um, things like that. And I was given a vision um, early one morning that kind of rocked my world. I, I remember waking up and being quite, um, you know, 
quite moved, quite uh, emotional and things like that. And what happened was um, my husband and I, in this vision or dream, were traveling along in a car. And it was sort of like we had either an accident or were spun out. And now, of course, I understand we were moved to another dimension. Yes. You know, there was no injury or anything like that. Um, and we were now in this other space and we began walking along the road because our, our vehicle all of a sudden was just gone. Um, and, uh, some dear friends of ours came down a path in a golf cart and said, oh, oh, wonderful. You're here. So we hopped on the back of the golf cart and, um, went up the road a little bit. And as we were going up the road, I noticed there was a river on the side and we passed under um, like a sign or kind of an arch and on it was the word Glynis. So G-L-Y-N-N-I-S. And that was not something familiar to me, but I did kind of note it. So then we moved along further and all of a sudden, we were just in this, what I would call a community space. The river was there. There was a modest um, building. And Mark, my husband, and I, and, and actually our friends, got out of the vehicle, and we just went to work. And when I, when I say that, um, it was very clear. It was a place of healing. Um, it was, there was, there were miracles occurring there, which were very natural, um, the river had meaning. Um, I remember it's kind of odd, but I remember like we all would eat soup together um, <laughs> for lunch. Like it was kind of community eating and the, the vibe was incredible. I mean, it was just uh, connection, um, joy, the sun was shining, things like that. And then what I also knew was my home was somewhere nearby, but I never saw it. Okay. So, I mean, none of this made sense really at the time. So I woke up and um, I knew that it wasn't just a dream, that it was some sort of like future awareness or something like that. And I remember my husband said, let's look up what Glynis means. And so, you know, we Google it. And as we kind of asked about what the word meant and things like that, um, kind of further, few, a few spaces down, it said Valley of Oneness or Unity, which I thought was so beautiful. Um, so that was February of 2017. I'm sorry, two, yeah, 2017. Um, but, you know, I owned a store. I mean, I was busy, <laughs> so um, I didn't really think much of it, but as that year began to wind down, my business partner could no longer stay with the business just because of fam uh, family issues, and uh, her daughter was had uh, an illness, and our lease was coming up, and I very much was getting the message, this needs to shift out of a commercial or business-type setting, and it's time for this other like healing or wellness place, and I was like, clueless. But we did, um, we ended up selling the business. And that next spring, which would have been last year, um, there was a series of what I would call of synchronistic events that I was very aware something was happening. Um, some people out of the blue would come up to me and say things, you know, just out in public. Um, there were some energetic experiences that I had that were profound and different than anything I'd experienced before. 
And then on um, May 15th, um, I was guided and prompted kind of through when I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but when I search on the computer, if I'm kind of connected, you know, I'll get guided like through kind of like chills or (laughs) or kind of tingles or, you know, that electric feeling. So Mm -hmm. I was guided to this website and um, it was this lovely woman from Des Moines, Iowa, very homemade videos, but it was a, a channeling method. And it was like, ding, 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 you know, you are where you're supposed to be. And I kind of blew it off. In fact, I even remembered thinking, oh, I don't want to get this. It's probably like $350 or something like that. I don't want to, you know, buy it or anything. Well, long story short, um, I went ahead and clicked on it, and it was $22. (laughs) Okay. And it said that part of what was needed was a rose quartz pendulum. That's how, you know, there was this whole formula you use to make sure you're connected to um, kind of the highest level of God consciousness. And then you were supposed to use a rose quartz pendulum when you did this channeling work. Well, I didn't have one. I did have a clear quartz one, but I didn't have a rose quartz. So I ordered this kit because it came with the rose quartz. But What I was aware of is that I could have started that day if I had a rose quartz because you could just download um, kind of the guide that you use. So the next morning, this was about 7 p.m. on Thursday evening. The next morning, my husband said to me, "Um, hey, have have our son take you up. I'm getting your car detailed um, at the shop. It'll be ready around 1030. And I said, great. Oh, wonderful, you know. So we went up and picked my car up, and the lady at the place said, "Um, oh, I want to make sure you get all of your belongings. And she passed a just a little plastic box over, and there was a black velvet pouch, small black velvet pouch that I had never seen in my life that she said this was in your car. And I started to kind of get that shaky feeling, Mm -hmm. and I opened it, and there was a rose quartz pendulum inside. So it was sort of like spirit was like, we're not going to wait three or four days to get this. We're starting today. So I went home. I downloaded the rest of the information and um, I received my first message. And basically um, it said, holy are we to share. You will serve thousands. And, I mean, that was about all I could handle that first day. I mean, energetically, it took a lot out of me to receive that message. And um, as time went on, though, I, you know, I got better at it. Um, Within about a week, I was asked to share the method with my husband, um, who is an attorney and an insurance man. And, I mean, even though he's open to me, I was like, he's never going to do this. But he did it right away. And then I was asked to share it with my three sons. Um, And they were all kind enough to kind of humor me. And it was life-changing for them as well because everybody began receiving messages. Um, They were beautiful messages, a lot of things about just ourselves um, sort of awakening, um, shifting kind of dimensionally into, um, you know, they talked a lot about letting go of doubt, of letting go of blame, uh, resentment, fear. Um, Talked a lot about sun water, how we should 
put water in a glass jar and leave it in the sun for a number of hours, that this would um, work with our DNA. Um, so there was a lot of science going on. And there was, I mean, these were all things that made, like, they didn't make any sense to me, but we, we did follow everything because everything was very sweet, beautiful. They, you know, no message was asking us to spend a lot of money or do anything. And so we began following it all. Um, and within a couple weeks, we started getting messages that um, there was a property for sale that we were to purchase near us. It was on... Uh, I remember they called it the River Merrimack, which around here we call it the Merrimack River. So I thought that was funny. Um, a side street. They talked about winter. They talked about park, valley. So I kind of got confused and didn't know if it was like Valley Park, which is a you know a little community near here. Um, there was some confusion, but there were definitely all these uh, words. And one of the things that was really kind of um, evidential for for us was um, they said the property was underneath or under a quiet karst, K-A-R-S-T. And I kept thinking, I'm getting the spelling wrong. And I even thought, do they mean like a car lot or, because I did not know what that word karst meant. It was meaningless to me. And then my husband, one day we were driving and Mark says, I kind of feel like that might be a word. We'd look it up on Google. So I looked it up, and sure enough, it means rocks, uh, excuse me, limestone rock formation. And it turns out Missouri is covered in this. And so I knew somehow that was meaningful. It has something to do with being near rivers, things like that. And all of a sudden, it's all making sense. So on, I think it was June 15th, um, or around there, um, lo and behold, we were looking uh, with a realtor at different properties that were on rivers, and um, all of a sudden, I had looked every day on the real estate you know, sites, and all of a sudden, there was this property that showed up, and um, as I opened the listing, it was right on the, the, the Merrimack River, and not too far. Um, it wasn't way out in the country. It was pretty close to our, our community area, our city area. Um, I opened it, and the photos that they have under there showed this huge old um, outdoor fireplace. I mean, massive. I, I don't know, 50, 60 feet tall. And it was obvious, like, maybe the surrounding building had either you know, burned down or gone away somehow, and it looked very old. Well, those of us that have some connection with energy or maybe a little bit of feng shui or something like that are aware that the stove is um, the energy center in your home. And um, this was also evidential for me because um, on Easter, the uh, just probably Two, two months earlier, um, my husband and I had experienced on Easter morning, um, all our children were traveling. They were visiting my other son in Austin. So it was just the two of us. And when we woke up that morning, we were hosting our family. So there was about 30 people coming, extended family. And when we woke up that morning and went out into the kitchen to get ready for, you know, the festivities, 
um, our stove was all lit up. It was warm. Every light, every light was on, and the the oven part was locked. And so we couldn't figure out what was going on because you know we knew it had not done a, a self cleaning cycle because you know the odor that comes with mm-hmm. that. There was no odor, and it was just warm, and everything was locked. And but every light, it looked like an you know, and like a I guess an airplane, like what a pilot would be looking at. Well, we didn't really know what to do with that, except I told people that they needed to bring their food already cooked because I couldn't get in my <laughs> oven. Um, but when my brothers came over, they said, this is so strange. Your your stove had an energy surge, but nothing else was affected. And Mark and I looked at each other because we knew something was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had enough awareness about what a stove meant. There was just something with that. So when we saw this property that had this massive stove on it, it just, everything like started clicking. (laughs) Um, So, you know, long story short, um, we we went out to this property that was 10 acres right on the the river. And um, it all, I could see the vision of Glynis there, even though it was you know, oh, way overgrown. It was wooded at this point. Um, there were some foundations of old cabins there. Um, there were some different things, but it had not been, you know, nobody had been there and lived there probably for, I'm going to say, probably 20, 30 years. And then we found out, you know, it used to be used in the late 1800s and 1900s as a retreat for people to come to get away from the, you know, the heat and the disease in the city. So, Fabulous, you know, beautiful uh, space. Um, and we, uh, you know, we, we really hesitated about purchasing. We weren't in a place to do this. We knew to develop the property would cost a lot um, and things like that. So uh, we, we kind of went back to in our messaging and, and basically said we, we felt we couldn't do it. Okay. Um, at that point... We had been connecting to many different guides, higher dimensional beings. And I will say it was a little weird for us because, once again, we weren't used to that. Um, they were talking about, um, like, Arcturus and being star seeds, And this was, once again, something <laughs> we had no understanding about. Um, all of my kids were getting this. And then there were other people in the community that were now doing this channeling process, and they were also getting messages. So at that point, we're at the end of July, and um, we're saying, no, we can't do this. And um, with that, a huge different energy entered in when I was channeling one morning, uh, I believe it was July 30th. And I mean, it took my breath away. I began crying. I, I mean, I could feel this presence that was so, um, I mean, just so amazing, so strong, so loving. And um, the, the message started with, I am Mary, Lady of Light. And uh, pardon me, sorry. It makes me me emotional. Beautiful. Um, And so, ever since that day, um, she is the one that has been messaging us. Um, 
and she um, has guided us through, excuse me, um, she's guided us through, you know, she basically said you will receive a miracle so you will know that this is okay and that, you know, all this is being, you're being looked after, there's not to be any fear, Um, you know, we're, we're guiding this and we're asking you to be our high servants. And this was, you know, I, I like to share that um, this involved, even though we were receiving most of the direct messages, like I said, other people were receiving them. And all of the messages were talking about a community that was coming together, kind of a light working community. People's, you know, people were being activated and I knew that this meant globally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she also talked that these kinds of things uh, in the physical world, like properties and places, would be are also are activating, and they're multiple, multiple places. So it's not just right. I'm well aware it's not just in St. Louis in this you know place. I do think um, this Glynis and this property is kind of a hub in our area. Mm-hmm. I know it connects to other places and things like that. Um, we we did receive a miracle in France. So that was in early September because we were still hesitating about purchasing the property. Um, we were in a cathedral. Um, it was uh, in Lyon, France. And... Um, I think it was the Basilica de Fournier, uh, but it was a Mary, uh, dedicated to Mary. And we were in this basilica, and we were looking at all the beautiful mosaics on the walls. I mean, it was really quite incredible. And as my husband and I came over to the Annunciation, um, which, of course, would parallel when Mary, when the angel came to Mary and asked mm-hmm. her if she... Um, would steward or, you know, be, be part of, uh, of, of bringing Jesus into the world and being the mother. And um, so we're looking at this, and all of a sudden, I mean, I thought maybe like an earthquake was happening or something because I very energetically mm-hmm. began to shake. Um, emotional, Mark began getting very emotional. It was clear something was happening. And we both just found ourselves kind of crying and saying, like, yes, you know, we, we will, we're willing to do this. And so we were kind of holding on to each other and crying. And, and it was a beautiful moment, but it was very intense. Um, and then right after that, this man walks up to us in the cathedral, and he was French, and he spoke no English, and we speak no French at all. And we had a conversation for almost an hour. And when my husband and I left, we were, I mean, quite honestly, I said, we need to go and have a glass of wine. (laughs) 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 Because I was sort of like, oh, my goodness, what just happened? It was clear that, like, the communication and everything was just so... um, I don't know. It, it was otherworldly. It was. It, it occurred in some other dimension. And, and like I said, these. This was not normal for us. Um, it was very clear something was happening. And so, when we got back to the United States, um, our very first message was, um, "That is the property I have selected, and will you purchase it?" And so we did. <laughs> wow. 
Um, that was in September. We started the process in September of last year, so 2018. I think, you know, by the time we finally actually it all went through, I, it was probably November, uh, maybe about a year ago. And then since that time, um, we have been receiving messages every day. Um, we have been told um, there is a healing spring on the property. Um, there is a spring that we have found. Um, it's She talks that it is not ready yet, that it will gush and flow heavy when the time is right. Um, there is another area that this karst that I mm -hmm. talked about earlier, um, it looks almost like a mound. So, you know, there's an area that things are kind of flat, and then there's this big mound, and it's covered with these limestone rock formations. Um, she speaks that it is a living part of Earth, that it is, a, it is hermetically sealed and an entrance to inner Earth, and that basically there are beings, and we will live there, and others will live there. Um, I mean, like I said, um, this, you know, I'm, we're just accepting, we're open to this. We, um, she often directs us to other material that helps us understand it better. Um, and so that's always helpful because oftentimes we question, you know, our sanity and, uh, <laughs> things like that, um. But it's, it's been beautiful. Um, we just completed our architectural plans for the gathering space and um, all of the, um, I guess, all of the, the, the land development, all of the things that go with it. It's, it was funny. We, we ended up having to tell our architect and the builder the whole story because <laughs> Mary has directed everything down to... Um, she even would talk about like the length of the, you know, the length of the gathering space and the width. Um, she, you know, wants things representative of the four directions um, and, uh, you know, um, air, earth, water and fire, um, different things like that. So it's been, you know, she, it's been very directed. So we had to tell them and both of them said, you know, this land is so close. It's uh, part of it's in a floodplain. Um, Ameren, the the uh, electric company, said they couldn't get electric there. The sewer said they couldn't get things there. I mean, from the get-go, it's been like, this will never happen. And um, every single step of the way has been made clear. So uh, all of the plans are just complete. And yesterday we received a word from the Secretary of State that we um, we are accepted as a um, nonprofit uh, corporation. So that all is now, you know, in the works too. So we are awaiting. Um, the next thing we're awaiting is really the um, to get the go ahead to start the building. So. Our builder's like, when are we starting? And I said, as soon as Mary tells us. She <laughs> says, the time is unfolding. Everything's on time. Um, and we have not been quite asked to, you know, to start. And I, I don't know. I don't ask much. I just, I just let her talk to me. So, You are living in true divine trust. And grace. And grace, yes. That is amazing. 
Well, there's there's no other way, in my opinion. Right. I mean, I every time I think about Mark, Mark and I talked about it, and we said the thought of of not doing this, I, I right. just don't know what that would mean for our lives. I mean, I don't think we would be, you know, punished or you know, nothing bad no. would happen. But it is it's um, not possible now, is it? No. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. So we we definitely daily work on overcoming fear, doubt. Um, you know, I don't my I know that we are being asked to message about this to everyone because everyone is invited into this. This yes. is not something special that's happening to Mark and I. Um, I do think she probably thinks, well, there's two people that are somewhat willing. So maybe that's one of the reasons we've yes. kind of been selected on the front end. But we're to share it with others and um, invite anybody in because the channeling process is available to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I know other people, um, they receive messages, maybe automatic writing, simply in meditation, visions, dreams, um, whatever way. This is happening now. Um, We know there's some event coming for our planet. Mm -hmm. Um, I would I would say it's it's an awakening um, that we are moving into a higher dimensional reality. Um, I'm not completely sure what that looks like and what the time frame is. I feel, you know, as everybody jokes, we often get, oh, it's happening soon. (laughs) Um, 2020 does seem to be. Yeah. Something yes. meaningful. Um, I don't know if it's the kind of the connection with the clear vision, 2020 vision or something. I don't know if it's like a cosmic cuteness or. <laughs> you don't. That was our podcast prior to your oh. podcast. Is, oh, is talking that. about 2020. Oh, yes. really? Okay. Yeah. How great. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very, you know, we're just kind of open and receiving, but it certainly seems that this is occurring. Um, and like I said, People are being activated. The earth is being activated um, in ways that I don't think that yes. we realized. So it's so, yeah, yeah. It's, been, yeah. it's been great. 